Welcome to the Warrior Growth Academy podcast, a place for anybody and everybody who wants to become the best versions of themselves. Your story doesn't make you who you are. It is the rest of your story, who you choose to be. You can write a story about who you've been, and you can write a story about who you are now, but you can also write a story about who you could be. It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Look into your heart and see what it is that you truly want. You have to take possession of your life. You must be the master of your own kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Warrior Growth Academy podcast. I am your host, Jakub the Funky Warrior, and today we'll talk about how to get the best sleep of your life but also why it matters so much and why you should even care. Most of us think sleep is just something we do, it's part of life, but actually it's the foundation of our life, the thing that keeps our life together. So let's look into how important is sleep and why and how we can, with a few simple tricks, have the best sleep of our life. Let's go. So first, why sleep matters? For most of us, we kind of know that sleep is important, but why and how to optimize is very nebulous. I think that's the word, nebulous. It sounds very fancy, but it's nebulous. To put simply, and sleep is quite complex, but to put simply, sleep has short-term and long-term effects. And on the short term, it impacts our mood, our productivity, our brain function. And as you know, we use our brain pretty much every single day, at least I hope. And it has the long-term impact on our health and just overall quality of life. So these are really big reasons for our daily lives and future that we have to make sure that we are optimizing our sleep. So what are the effects of bad sleep? Basically, each information, as you probably know, is processed by the brain. You being stressed, making decisions, reacting to outside events, talking with someone, anything and everything is processed by the brain. So imagine your brain being functioning at a 50% capacity. Your level of focus on your work, your memory, your stress levels, everything is affected positively or negatively by your sleep quality. But it also affects your body. Lack of sleep impacts your immune system, your metabolism, the balance of your hormones, and so many more. So sleep really impacts the whole you, body and mind. A leader in the sleep research, Dr. William Demond, said, You're not healthy unless your sleep is healthy. And just kind of a simple rule of thumb to know if you are having the best sleep each and every night If you don't wake up in the morning fully energized, ready to go, and during the day you don't feel you have ups and downs in your energy, in your focus, for sure there are things that you're not doing right and that you could be doing better. Before getting into the juicy stuff, as with anything in life, you have to want to change in order to change anything. But most importantly, you must know why. 
Someone telling you how they love yoga is not enough for you to start practicing it. You have to understand, even on a surface level, why it's good and how it will improve your life. And then only you can move forward and do it. We're not going to get too much scientifical today, but just FYI, we have three stages of sleep. Light sleep, deep sleep, and REM sleep. REM stands for rapid eye movement. Obviously, each stage has its functionality from repairing whatever cells in your body to also consolidating your memory to also just recharging basically your body and your energy. One of the stages that is really impacted in a bad way by our today's lifestyle is the REM sleep. And there's two simple ways that impact, but also that can optimize the quality of our REM sleep. First of all, food and alcohol should be indulged maximum three to four hours before sleep. So if you drink and eat and shortly after you go to sleep, your body is still processing those things and the REM sleep will be delayed and you will get less of it during the night. And same goes for coffee. Although coffee has a lot of health benefits, it takes a lot of time to be processed by our bodies. So again, in order not to delay that REM sleep, you should drink your last cup of coffee 10 hours before going to sleep. Meaning if you go to sleep at 11 p.m., your last cup of coffee should be 1 p.m. And that's why I've started to love decaf coffee, even if the perception of decaf coffee is kind of weak and disgusting. It's the same flavor. It tastes the same, but there's no caffeine. The second thing we need to optimize in order to have quality sleep is the production of melatonin, which is a hormone that counters another hormone that is produced during the day, which is cortisol. And cortisol is the reason, basically, to put simply, why we are awake and why we are aware of what's going on during the day. But it doesn't serve us when it gets closer to nighttime. First way to optimize that is to set your circadian rhythm early in the morning, meaning when you wake up as soon as possible, go get some sun that will basically put into motion and set that internal clock called circadian rhythm. And that clock at some point will know that it is soon the time to go to sleep and will start producing melatonin that will calm the production encounter the cortisol, etc., etc. Second is minimizing the artificial light after sunset. I think we're kind of naturally turning on all the lights at home as soon as it gets dark. It's really, really not good for our circadian rhythm and for the production of melatonin. So if you can really minimize it to almost total darkness, use some candles or some very dim lights do not turn all your lights on as soon as the sun sets. And the last one, which is probably the worst and probably the thing that we do the most, are the screens. TV, computers, cell phones, etc. Ideally, you cut it off also after sunset, but at least, at least one hour before sleep, Turn it off. That's the time you can read. That's the time you can go for a walk. Whatever it is, the blue light in screens really messes up your melatonin production. 
But if you really have to do it, and that's really a question only you can answer, there are tools to block that blue light, like blue light glasses or like apps like f.lux, f.lux, no, not ck, l-u-x, that will cut off the blue light in your computer In most of the cell phones today, there's also a setting that after a certain time, it cuts off and it makes kind of your screen red. At least help yourself with not having a full-on screen and your eyes not being protected from that blue light. Then it's really important that you create with time a sleep schedule. As you can imagine, your body doesn't know the difference between a Tuesday and a Saturday and a Sunday. The more you are within one hour window that you sleep during the week and during the weekends and you disrupt it the least possible. So your body will get used to that schedule and start getting ready for bed and for optimizing the sleep at the right time of the day. So really for some of us, the reason on the Monday morning we might be all weird and feeling really not rested Well, it's because for five days, the last week, you've been going, let's say, at 11 p.m. to sleep. And then on the weekend, you went to sleep at 3, 4, twice. And then you're obviously, your body is all messed up, doesn't really understand what's going on. So obviously, then it has to relearn for the next days and to get reused to that new sleep schedule, which again, doesn't help in the optimization of the quality of your sleep. Another thing that helps really a lot is physical activity. So really going to the gym twice a week is not enough. And it's not necessarily a one hour and a half every day that you need to work out. It's really physical activity. So just being physically active every day, not sitting all day and then sitting in front of the TV and then just going to sleep. Just even 10 minutes of movement, of stretching, of running, of working out or playing a certain sport that will really have an impact on the quality again of how you sleep that night. Will also impact the production of melatonin and again just your quality of sleep in general is even the small lights in your room. And probably most of us don't even have those dark and thick curtains. So you even have some light from the city if you live in the city, but even the little light from the microwave or whatever. So just make sure as much as possible that your room is dark and you can even put a sleep mask on to really block any light. And again, you will sleep better and feel better in the morning. What helps also is the room temperature. So I know some people have preferences. They really want to be in a cozy and hot environment in order to go to sleep. But your body lowers its temperature during sleep. So being in a room that is too hot, it's really not helping. What also helps a lot is a calming night routine. And that can be as short as 5-10 minutes of reflection, of reading, of meditation, of breathing, of stretching, whatever it is. Doesn't matter. Again, ideally in a dark room, obviously, or as dark as possible. But even just scrolling on your phone or checking whatever, even entertainment, is still a stimulus, a stressor for your brain. So again, the stressor releases cortisol in your brain and the cortisol counters the melatonin so you see everything is related so it's not just 
because it's cooler to not look at Instagram but read before sleeping. No, really, it has an impact on the quality of your whole night of sleep, how you will spend those last moments of your day. So really having a calming night routine will set you up for success from a quality of sleep perspective. And the last one, and you might think I'm weird for saying that, but not having an alarm. And obviously what helps is a sleep schedule because if you go to sleep in a similar time every single night, obviously you know and your body knows what time it will wake up. But the most important reason why alarms are bad is that it can cut a sleep cycle in the middle and that will mess you up, I guarantee. And sleep cycles are about 90 minutes within which you kind of go through those stages depending on the time of the night. It varies, but to simplify, you go within those 90 minutes into those three sleep stages. So if you cut in the middle, especially if you are in a deeper state, your brain doesn't really understand why it's up right now. So you will be tired and also all the impact of basically bad sleep. So your mood, your level of stress, your ability to focus, etc., will be impacted for the whole day. So really, you don't want to cut your sleep cycles in the middle of a cycle. So do not put an alarm and it will push you even more to set that sleep schedule that is steady pretty much every single day. So you know you will wake up always around 7, 7.30. So you're not scared that you will miss your 9 a.m. meeting or anything. And just a final note, and you've heard it already before, it's about quality, not quantity. So that eight hours of sleep that you need, that's a myth. Yes, statistically speaking, studies show that that sweet spot on average on pretty much the population of the world is around 7, 7.30 hours. But it can vary depending on your lifestyle. It varies depending on the season. It varies on so many things. And again, it's not because you got eight hours that those eight hours were quality and it's not because you got six hours that you don't have enough. Because in one case, the six hours can be the best sleep of your life. And that's maybe all your body needs. And on the other end, you can have eight hours, but those eight hours were shitty hours. So you will not be truly rested. So to summarize all those things, in order to optimize your REM sleep, Food and alcohol, three to four hours before sleep, and your last coffee about 10 hours before. In order to optimize your melatonin production, no screens, at least one hour before sleeping. If you must, blue light glasses or different apps to lower that blue light on your devices. As little as possible of artificial light after sunset, early morning sun in order to set that circadian rhythm, setting up that sleep schedule of about one hour window every single day, including weekends, physical activity during the day, making sure your room is as dark and not too hot, so the temperature as possible, having a little calming night routine, and not setting an alarm and just getting used to your sleep schedule and letting your body wake up when it knows it's ready which will be pretty much every single day about the same time. So you have no worries about missing anything in your life. 
All right, so this is it for the day. I know it has been a lot of information. What I suggest you do, identify one thing that you're not really doing well or not at all right now and that is affecting negatively your sleep and just start improving that one thing little by little. And again, it's all about the process. It's not about changing the whole thing overnight. It's about incremental and little growth. And you will feel the impact even on the short term, but it's especially with time you will build a stronger immune system, you will feel better every single day, etc, etc. I hope you spend your day full of energy and that you rest peacefully tonight. See you at the next episode of the Warrior Growth Academy podcast. An educated person is not necessarily one who has an abundance of general or specialized knowledge. An educated person is one who has so developed the faculties of their mind that they may acquire anything they want. It is important to draw wisdom from many different places. If you take it from only one place, it becomes rigid and stale. Understanding others, the other elements, and the other nations will help you become whole. Step by step, the student is being brought together with himself to the point where he catches up with his own inner being and can accept it completely. And that is, you see, the most difficult thing to do, to accept oneself completely. But because we lack awareness or understanding of who we are, we're totally locked into a physical world and we let things outside of us control us. 95% of the population are reacting to life. They're not really living at all. And it's very important that you realize that your evolution, your, your journey through this incredible thing is nothing to do with anyone else. And you can't live your life the way your mommy and daddy want you to live it, or the way the people at the office say you've got to live it, or the way society says you've got to live it. You've got to live it for yourself. I'm on the back, back.